Uh, I do have a story. I like your stories. Is it a good story? Is it a is it a love story? Is it a uh it's it's a story of a curse that was placed upon me. At, wait, ooh. Yes, I have been cursed, and it's the only curse that's ever been placed upon me that worked. Now this this I got to hear. So, I have been talking to everybody for the past month or so about how I'm going to Disneyland and going to Galaxy's Edge. Right. It, it all all the fucking time. I won't shut the fuck up about it. I'm constantly watching videos about it. I'm constantly talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. You're not worried and, about spoilers. You're like just like I just need to get myself hyped. Yeah. So I, I talk about it at work the most. Right. And one of my coworkers uh, had had a had a physical ailment uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh. He had a urinary tract infection that he thought he recovered from, mm. but something went haywire and he was pissing blood. Oh, shit. Well, um, oh, piss. Well, piss. Well, piss. Um, he, he's fine now, by the way. Oh, I'm glad. Um, I, don't, I don't mean to make light of, of a urinary tract infection, but, like, holy um, piss. But it was, like, blood is a, a way unpleasant way story. Uh, they were like, it was, like, blood clots. Oh. So oh. he was in a, he was in a lot of pain while he was like on the antibiotics for that and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had been talking so much about it. And this is a guy I get along with at work. We joke around a lot, right? Uh, and I was just chilling at work one day. I, I clicked on Amazon. I clicked uh, my orders, and I said out loud, like what was probably I meant to say internally it was like, "Ooh, my my luggage just just got my new luggage just got delivered." And he and he was totally joking, by the way. <laughs> turned <laughs> turned to me and said, "Alan, no one gives a fuck." <laughs> well, why like, not? It's an incredible thing. And I was like, "Oh man, hey supervisor, do you still have like those hurt feelings forms?" Which, I by the way, are, which by the way feeling. are a real are a real thing. Uh, wait, they are they? Yeah. Shit. We can we can file a complaint for hurt feelings. That sounds um, like I mean where that sounds like everything flight of the Concords needed at one point. Um, but we, we joke about it all the time. <laughs> um, okay, Th- this this story actually needs a little more setup before I get into this part. Okay, so we're gonna backtrack to like two days before this. Okay, t- that's the t- that's the backtracking noise. Showed up to work. Uh, having just discovered this new problem he has, but still showing up to work. Mm. Um, and he has a doctor's appointment. Uh, oh man, I used this nickname. <laughs> I could censor it. Future David censored do. it. Uh, he showed up. <clears throat> he, he showed up and he, he was like white as a sheet. And he was like, Hey, I need to leave early. Cause there, I have a doctor's appointment at two. And everyone was like, yeah, we completely fucking understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have another coworker who's constantly complaining about stuff mm-hmm. and we don't really call him out on it cause it's like whatever, but it does get annoying sometimes. And, uh, ev- everyone knows what happened. To God damn it. I said it's nickname again. Future David. Don't worry. He's on it. Everyone knows what happened to him. So the other guy who's always complaining about stuff, uh, like in the middle of the day at one point, it's just like, ah, oh, man, ah, 
I was brushing my teeth this morning. I think I got a toothbrush toothbrush bristle stuck in my teeth. That's the worst. It's the worst that that happened to me. Oh, it's so bad. Huh? <laughs> he just turns around. Other guy turns around and it's just like, there's blood coming out of my penis. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward. Hey, my luggage just came. Alan, no one gives a shit. I have hurt feelings. So finally I turn to everyone else in the room and I'm like, well, the luggage was going to be to bring souvenirs back for people from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So I guess I don't need so much room. If you're going to be so mean about it. (laughs) And there was a pause. And he was like, you know what? I was like, what? I hope that every time you think about Yoda, you think about my bleeding dick. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So now, it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I can't think about Yoda without thinking about my coworker's bleeding penis. <laughs> what? So I was about to ask: Does is is said coworker happen to be of uh, Romani descent? Uh, uh, no, no. So okay, does said coworker happen to be from the plane of uh, Bar- from the land of Barovia? You know, I'm not sure. Okay, I've ruled out two possibilities there. Um. <laughs> One of them being way less feasible than the other, and the other one being, and that the original former being maybe a little bit stereotypical, David? Like, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Anyway, I'm sorry that Yoda has been cursed for you, but hopefully, how do we, how do we alleviate this? There's got to be I don't be know, because I was watching video of, like, the lightsaber creation. Yeah. And at the end of the lightsaber creation, they play audio that... Frank Oz specifically fucking recorded for the Disney park for this lightsaber creation. What? And it's a real, and it's a really cool moment. And all I'm going to be able to fucking think about (laughs) (laughs) everyone else is going to be like, Ooh, ah, and I'm going to be like, "Mm." (laughs) Oh man. Um, I presume when we go, you're going to do the lightsaber thing, right? Oh yeah, I'm getting the whole fucking experience. Oh, oh, yeah, as much as possible. Um, it's good uh, because um, we're gonna we're gonna take that galaxy's edge by storm, and totally not ha- and totally wait in line for several hours for everything. Unless oh, me, me and Sade have been talking about this for some time. Okay. Um, we we're doing a full Star Wars day. Well, you're the captain. Well, no, Sade's the captain, really. Yeah. So. I, I trust you both on this one, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll. By the way, I'm. By the way, there's a two alcoholic drink maximum at the cantina, so I'm snaking one of yours. <laughs> I mean, I probably won't finish all of mine anyway, so sure, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, welcome to Under Yodo Analysis. It's oh, hi- oh, hi everyone! I'm back on the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's been at least a month, maybe more, since Alan's been it's, here. But here he it's is. It's been like a month and a half. Is it? Yeah, it's like somewhere in the. I, Somewhere in there. Jesus. Maybe maybe I was waiting for someone's notice, but well, whatever. Well, you know, I was going through some stuff. You were going you. through some stuff. And then you. Gracie was going through some stuff. And I don't know how that factored in at all, but, you know. I was, I was skimming through the comments like a, like a desperate, desperate for attention teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, everyone's going to be happy you're back. I'm happy you're back. I'm happy I'm back. Good. You better you're be. You're excited. Feel these nipples. 
Oh, those are those are some. Uh, I don't know how I'm they able are, to visualize this through Skype, but or they are rock hard. Yeah, this this I'm I'm actually kind of surprised I'm experiencing this tactile sensation through Skype, but there it is. Yeah, like holy shit, Alan, maybe you really are possessed of some strange magical properties now like what the fuck dude no that's actually really uncomfortable stop it no stop it yes yes Ah! (laughs) (laughs) hey you know what yo let's read a story let's do that yeah uh we are reading a story tonight that i grabbed from the ever popular vault of horror that is the creepypasta wiki uh the story i decided I wanted to go back and take a look at the the requisite uh, recommended reading section because hey, there's still a lot of sort of sort of uh, well known. But then again, the definition of well known on Creepypasta Wiki is a little strange. Yeah, I'm never sure like why some of these things are on here. But I want to kind of put that to the test as well. So I grabbed a. Uh, there were two stories I pitched, and Alan was like, "Whatever." So I said, "Okay, I'll pick this one." So we're gonna read a story called "A Strange Night in the City of Angels." Because why not read another L.A. story? Of course, now all I can think of is the when yeah. I think of an L.A. story, I think of us reading uh, Three Friends Diner. So that was—I remember that being a good one. I liked it. Um, I'd have to go back and listen to it again because you know it's been—it's been a while. Uh, it has. And uh, did, I, did I tell did I tell you about the? I, I settled on the spelling of that. Uh, no, but I pres- I'm going to take a crack at it. Is it, it I S? B I N A W H I L E. No, it is S P I N N A W A H. It's been a while. 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 Anyway. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. That's that also I... that's also the phrase I use to launch my new curse. And now all of our listeners can feel my nipples. <laughs> Enjoy that tactile sensation while you're at it, gang. I certainly didn't, mostly because it was not intended. Ah, they're still there. <laughs> uh. Hey, the, let's read. Let's read this. The war. Let's read this. See if it's good. The war had been over for about three months. For me, that meant trading the pot marked. God damn it! <laughs> is pot. It's it should be pockmarked, but yeah, it should be pockmarked. That, mm. yeah, I mean, I, mm. I, 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 it already bothers me. That meant um, trading the pot market. Did I tell you a bunch of dispensaries have opened near the, my place? I don't know why you're telling me. I have no interest in such things. I just thought it was interesting. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to go read the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> You and, read it after read it after you read about the pot marked and bloodstained fields of France. And the Bible. I'm going to read the Constitution Bible. <laughs> the Constitutional Bible. The Constitu- Both documents combined into one <laughs> document for those who love America and God and our God America. Did- the pot marked and bloodstained fields of France for the no less unsanitary streets of Los Angeles, my home. I was fortunate enough to have been on sick leave during the deployment of my company to Japan on account of a shrapnel <laughs> courtesy of the Panzer Division I came across a few miles away from Berlin. All right, so post-World War, World War II? Seems like it. Yep. Japan. J- Japan. J- J- Japan. Nihon. Yamato. 
as it was sushi <laughs> uh studio ghibli as it was by the time i was healthy enough to fight again the whole mess was over and i got shipped back my brother had passed away during my time abroad whilst in the throes of a bar brawl with some other draft dodgers or so i've been told via telegram my parents were as disappointed as ever with their progeny a medical school dropout and a dead layabout branded a traitor by the authorities but 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 war war never changes traitor and parents Parents never change either. <sighs> Moment of awkward silence, and then... <laughs> As such, the only thing to get me... Mm. Mm. Watch watch yourself there, son. <laughs> <laughs> this is the a only family thing... show. This is a good Christian <laughs> podcast. This is a good Christian podcast with, a, <laughs> with an array of listeners who are all feeling my nipples. <laughs> the only thing... <laughs> The only thing to greet me off of the boat was the prospect of trying to find a job that might accept invalidated GIs as prospective employees. I ended up tending a bar at a dead-end joint somewhere near Chinatown. The place was a dive of the sort that made Normandy look like a palatable place to drink. But the owner had a soft spot for returning army hacks and paid comparatively well as a result. By the time those three months had crawled past... I'd settled into life at home relatively well, and I even had a steady string of dates going on with a local broad I knew back before... Yep, we're going into a voice. With a local broad I knew back before getting dragged into the war. The night still got to me, though. Sometimes, not all the time, I'd wake up drenched in more sweat than was it, than was normal even for trying to sleep with the... Cl- the f- fuck? Okay, never mind. I'll let you do the voice. <laughs> you got me beat well. there. It was normal even for trying to sleep within the clutches of a typical L.A. heat. The damnedest thing was that I couldn't remember why I'd woken up once I found myself fully conscious. All I knew was that I wasn't about to stop simply on account of me wanting to, wanting it to. So I started to work the long night shifts at the bar. I figured that I could make something of the time and that my head was forcing me to remain awake through. So, PTSD <clears throat> dreams? Uh, could be. Hmm. Or he's a fucking vampire. Ooh, he got bit by Nicolas Cage? <laughs> Hamlet! I just got bit by a fucking vampire. <laughs> Who also, interestingly enough, I believe recovered the Constitution Bible from the back of the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Yep. Never forget. This night in, parti- this night in particular saw whatever it was scratching particularly hard at my skull. Whenever I stumbled in onto the cusp of knowing what it was, I'd be thrown into the depths of a fit of uneasiness that tore me away from an atmosphere of sawdust and sweat, and into one composed of cordite and screaming. Ooh, this is kind of noir. Yeah. The fact that the place was nearly dead that night didn't help me any, and I spent most of the evening pacing up and down the bar between bouts of chills that ate through the humidity that smothered everything else. I knew that the government shrinks were rounding up all of the disturbed veteran, 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 veterinarians on their return home. <laughs> right, that, that voice is hard to keep up. Yeah. But the last place I wanted to be, what, be was in the presence of a doctor. Maybe we could do it a little less like a, like a, a fast-talking P.I., because this guy's not a P.I. This is a, this is a vet back from the war. Um... Uh... So, but we could still keep the noir tone. Hey, future David, is is this a good time to bring back the noir music we used back from uh, that last episode we did? I feel like this is this this was unintentional, but you and I just end up doing the noir stories, and it's a good time. Yeah. Um, I knew that I'd seen enough medical paraphernalia to last me a lifetime, and a few more besides. I was running out of options, though. I knew that much. The hours ticked wearily on, and I became more and more resolved to pay the local veteran's office a visit once the sun decided to crawl back into the sky. By about midnight, what little patronage the place had managed to lure in from the streets had bled back out into the city. 
Sailors and marines on shore leave regularly stumbled in and out as a consequence of the place sitting in the warpath between the clubs and back streets of Chinatown. Occasionally, a regular or two would materialize at the bar, sometimes in conjunction with some floozy procured from any number of other holes that dotted the neighborhood. As it was, Midnight saw both groups noticeably absent. See, that's the, that's the, the tone I'm going to go for for this. Yeah. A little more jaded. <clears throat> They'd been around early on, of course, but the ebb and flow of the night had replaced them with a single patron. Amongst wrestling with whatever monkey had set up residence on my back and serving the regulars, I had noticed him gravitate closer and closer to the bar through the evening. With the place empty, it was plain to see that he'd finally completed his journey as he sat atop a stool by the far end of the tabletop. Though I was tired, I knew that any sleep I could wrap my hands around would promptly escape my grasp and leave me sat bolt upright as for so many nights before. So instead of throwing the guy out and shutting the place up, I sidled over to him and asked for his order. I'll take a brandy, straight up, if you please. He spoke with something of a familiar tone, but it was one that I couldn't place for the life of me. Maybe it was just one of those voices that everyone just knows. Patriarchal, in a way. In the blood. Like a grandfather, perhaps. A voice that says, relax, trust me, regardless of the words literate, of what words literate. I gave him a nod and fumbled with a bottle of the cheap stuff that riddled the racks on the back wall. You know what? Despite that one little thing earlier, um, starting to sink into the tone of this. Feels yeah. good. Feels good. Feels. I swear to God, if I'm right, and this guy's a fucking vampire. Well, we'll see. Once I turned back, I noticed that he had changed his seat so as to be at the center of the bar. He had a look about him that belied a certain something. I don't know. Sadness, maybe? No. Melancholy would be a better ringer for it. But that still doesn't do it justice. Whatever it was, it nodded me enough to ensure I took extra care in setting down his drink. For a moment, I didn't think he'd noticed. But then he looked me square in the face and gave me a nod. Much obliged, friend. Again, his voice seemed to have something of an ethereal quality to it. It almost echoed despite the fact that the place was about as small as a coffin. I returned the nod and sat myself against the wall, my arms crossed over my chest in expectancy of a conversation that I wasn't even sure I wanted. The man took a few shallow sips of his spirit before setting the glass down on the bar, followed by hefting his satchel up next to it. So... Is he a ghost? He could be a ghost. Just a really corporeal ghost. Yeah. He couldn't have been more than 20 and yet his face had that kind of haggard look to it that only age ought to punish a person with. Yeah, this is noir as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the same one I had myself, as did almost everyone else I knew once they made it back from France or Japan or Italy. If they came back at all. I tell you, he was poured into that dress. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, his hands disappeared into the battered leather bag that he had laid on the bar top, and yet he kept his eyes fixed on me for the duration of their absence. They had a deep-set hazel nature that spoke the same story the premature lines of his face did. Needless to say, they did nothing to put me at ease. After this standoff persisted for what felt like the entire night, and several more, he withdrew a wallet from the satchel excuse me, mm. and eased it onto the bar with a dry snap. This is good. I'm liking that. Mm. It appears that I don't have enough to cover the drink. Perhaps I can offer you an ear instead? The warmth of his previous tone had become submerged beneath something uncertain that was becoming rapidly goddamn terrifying. All intonation had drained out of his voice so that I became reminded of the steady scratching of a record left to spin long after concluding. 
sleep and profit margins be damned, I thought. I wanted him gone. And yet there was something so bizarre about him that I couldn't let him simply slip out into the wilds of the darkness outside and never be seen again. It's on the house. But what do you mean about... Before I could even finish, he interrupted with the same monotone as before. An ear, my friend. Someone you can confide in. You were in the war, yes? I nodded to the affirmative. I have an eye for these things, you see. I was serving myself. Perhaps you'd like to hear about myself before you start with your own tale? Thankfully, by this point, the monotone had given way to the more agreeable voice of before. <laughs> Again, all I could do was nod my head. He replaced the wallet back to the confines of the satchel from which it had appeared, and finished off what liquor remained in the glass. I was a chaplain, enlisted, but it seems like a lifetime ago. I ministered to the men from Sicily uh, to Iwo Jima. It was difficult work to do. It was difficult. I fucked it up. Scratch the version. <laughs> I was a chaplain. It was difficult work to do, and I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it was difficult work. I fucked it up. That's why I'm here. <clears throat> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 let me try let me try that again. <clears throat> it was difficult work to be sure. But then any work worth doing always is. And surely there is no task greater than that which is appointed by God. He shuffled around a little after he had finished. Silence drifted from wall to wall for a few seconds until I felt compelled to break it with my own contribution. If only to expedite the lone drinker's departure. Something about his overall demeanor, combined with the newly learned fact that he was a preacher to ruin any mistake he had in favor of beginning... In favor of beginning... What? That's a, that's a typo. Is that a typo? Something about his overall demeanor, combined with the newly learned fact that he was a preacher to ruin any mystique he had in favor of beginning to irritate me. No, that makes sense. Uh, maybe I'm reading it weird. So, anyway. Okay. Anyway. Something about his overall demeanor... Combined with the newly learned fact that he was a preacher, to ruin any mystique he had in favor of beginning to irritate me. Okay, that would have benefited from some commas, maybe. Yeah. I was a medic myself. Only ever saw action in France, thankfully. What's with the drinking, then? I thought you types weren't allowed to do that. He shifted again on his seat and set his eyes into a dark stare that trailed off into nowhere. I said I was a man of God, friend. The war is over now. I have other duties to attend to. Though they might still be under his purview, they don't require as much regulation. A chuckle punctuated his clarification. Okay, I'm sorry. Is this guy a goddamn vampire hunter? He... <laughs> I hope. Did we just read two stories in like this in a row? <laughs> I mean, I'm still, I'm still on the fence about whether this guy's a vampire and or a vampire hunter or both, but, but let's see... Let's see. That might be another curse, Alan. Is the new curse I only read vampire stories now? <laughs> I only read vampire stories. The Alan Cheney biography. Ah, <sighs> uh, a chuckle punctuated his clarification. A sound that I'd rather not hear ever again. Do go on about your own time and service, though. I hadn't had the opportunity to talk about it much till then. I figured that I kept qu that if I kept quiet about it, then the insomnia would stop. Maybe I'd be able to forget. Maybe I just didn't talk about it because there was nobody to talk to. For whatever reason, I decided to comply with his request. Did a year or so of medical school, then dropped out to sign up. Could have probably gone in as a doctor rather than an orderly, but 
I wanted in as soon as I could. My folks weren't happy about it. Still aren't. I know I did good, though. Saved a lot of lives. I'm not sure how much of that I believed at the time, but it seemed to be seemed to interest the man of God. The blank expression that he had worn for the entirety of our conversation shifted into one approaching brief concern. And your greatest and your greatest failure? Sorry? We all have them. Times when we think we should have done better. And yours is? I scratched the back of my, I scratched at the back of my neck in expectation of catching on to the palpable sense of dread that was building there, but felt only the clammy flesh to which I'd become accustomed. Are we feeling a palpable sense of dread? Or is only our narrator feeling that? I think I think he is feeling it, but I think he's feeling it, but it's it, it makes me more curious about what he's gotta say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not feeling like a like a horror angle yet, uh, but I do like again. I'm really digging the the tone. Mm. Um, there was one patient we couldn't save, kid, probably about the same age as me at the time. He'd taken some gunshot wounds from a German sniper nest near a road a few miles away from Normandy. The self-proclaimed retired chaplain listened intently before I took a few moments to compose myself. I'm not saying we never lost guys before then, or hell, afterwards either. But this one could have gone differently. If we had the right tools, we could have gotten to the bullets and patched him up. He took three rounds to the leg. Not typically a fatal wound if you can get the right medical attention, but... I guess we weren't good enough. The wail of a siren etching through the night filled the void that followed. I didn't have anything else to say to the priest, and it appeared that he didn't have anything for me either. Eventually, I had to speak up just to placate my own sanity. Well, what about you, Padre? What's your greatest failure? A wry smile stretched out across his face before he nudged his glass over to me. I regret the fact that I couldn't minister to more soldiers before the war ended. You see, a majority of my duties were related to giving the dying their last rites. Only rarely was I able to assist those who weren't on the cusp of death. Many men made it through the war alive only to be returned home with demons like yours. I wish I had had more time to exercise them before their return. He pointed, his pointed remark aimed squarely at me, hit too close to home, and I realized that enough was enough. I took his glass and returned it beneath the bar before leaning on the counter. Well, I'm sure they're getting along just fine without you, Padre. If you don't mind, I'd like to close up now. Tapping on my watch seemed to help the situation sink in with him. And he responded by standing up and apparently readying himself to leave. But before he did, <clears throat> he plunged one of his hands back into the satchel that clung to his waist. Shortly thereafter, he withdrew the same hand and dropped a handful of items that clattered onto the bar. It appears that I have enough to cover my tab after all. People often forget that it is the duty of a chaplain to pray for both the souls of the departed and the living alike. With that, he turned and strode out into the balmy night. I breathed a sigh of relief and leaned all with all my weight onto the bar for fear of collapsing. Eventually, I lifted my head back up and went over to where the handful had been dropped. An assortment of coins lay on the surface, adding up to the exact cost of the, brandies, of the brandy that night's final patron had ordered, despite the fact that I never told him how much he owed and amongst the familiar glint of silver coins shone a ruddy brass glow that I hadn't seen since coming back home. The faint glow emanated from three discharged bullet casings. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Ooh. Oh, shit, this was good! Oh, this was very good! It didn't get good till the last sentence, but it was good. <laughs> talk about talk about a good punch. Damn! Okay. Oh, by the way, this is written by JR22. 
It's credited to JR twenty three. No, yeah, this was this was fucking good. Yeah, what shit? I do you think? Do you think other people? Oh man, I can see. You know, I can see now why this is on the recommended reading section. It it is absolutely not like fucking anything else I think we've ever read on the show. Yeah, like shit. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like put into. I'm trying to be concise about what how I'm like feeling about it, but it's positive. It's like I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking noir. It's fucking uh, a PTSD story. It's got and that ending, man. It, it's you know the the story has remarkable restraint. It's paced well, and it knows when to throw the bam moment at you. It's got me wishing we could go back and edit this episode of all the dumb shit I said about me. This guy being a vampire. Um, <laughs> But, so, but but Alan, it's not that surprising because this is just the nature of the beast with what we read. We so yeah. so often we read stories on here blind that just end up being exactly what you expect. Yeah. And then you come across a story like this, and you're like, "Whoa, okay, damn!" All it takes is three bullet casings. I think one of the top comments on here, which was posted in uh, October twenty third, twenty fifteen, by Silent Hero, I think t- sums it up very nicely. The nice thing about this story is the realism. Its slow progresses, its slow progress remixed, relaxed me a bit. Unlike other stories with BAM! Skeletons! 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Well, okay, whatever. Each of their own. Yeah, I, this is a 9 territory, territory for me. This is very, I, I'd, I'd give it a fair, I'd give it a 9. Oh, no doubt. Shit. There's not a lot of comments on this one. Do not a lot of people know about this one, or is there just not a lot of comments? Uh, I, uh. That's bizarre. I'm looking up JR22 right now because I'm curious what else they've done. Contributions. Uh, hmm. Well, it looks like they haven't been active since around 2014. Hmm. But there's a few under. It looks like a strange night in the city of angels was uh, their first um, their first contribution, but there's a couple others. Injustice, heavy lifters. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything I've ever heard of. Uh, let me see here. I'm looking at heavy lifters real quick just to take a gander. This one's also got a World War II angle, apparently. You know what? Maybe we should hit this one another time. Or, hell, we, maybe we should hit it right now just to see if it's... What do you think? Um, it's super short. Or do we do we want to... Or, you know, maybe... No. Maybe we should kind of just let the, the, the good feeling of that last story sink yeah. in. And just we, we we can hit this one another time. This was a fucking high note, and I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not willing. I'm not willing to double down. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, not every episode can be a short and shivery. This might be a little on the shorter side compared to some other episodes, but goddamn. And that's a, you know that's the the tricky thing about UCA sometimes is that there can be some really this, like a lot of the shorter stories are the ones that I think can pack a punch really effectively when they do it well, and then. We're never we never find that good middle ground. I feel like between something that's good enough to pass the amount of time I feel like we should have for the show, yeah. and sagas that last a million years, where we have to do multi parts. Yeah, it's- I I'm I'm just my my entire opinion is I think we hit the jackpot and it would be stupid of us to go double or nothing right now. For sure. Do we do we want to contend that this might be 
like no joke, one of the all time surprise hits that we've read. Yeah, this was really fucking good. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Like, holy shit. Uh, and in terms of freshness ratings, I'm going to straight up give this a certified fresh three. I will give it three red hot bullet casings. Uh, I will give it one bang ending um, out of a possible uh, another goddamn vampire story. <laughs> this makes me feel bad about stumbling over some of the dialogue, too. Could you imagine how cool this would be if it was on screen? Yeah, no, this, 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 I could see being adapted very, very easily and very, very effectively. Right. Um, now I like to ask this question because I use it as my benchmark for quality. And I want to say right now, while I do think it's fantastic, I don't know if it would adapt very well to Midnight Marinara. Yeah, probably, probably not. But if it was present, like this would make a good, this would like, we're trying we almost kind of did, this would make a good audio a short little audio audio story where it's just the narrator describing what happened. Yeah. Maybe splash in a few sounds like good work. Yeah, I don't I don't see I can't think of an effective way in the audio drama format to get that reveal at the end. Mhm. And the reveals the whole thing. No, the reveal the reveals it clinches it. It clinches it cuz cuz the story just feels kind of strange and meandering and you're like what is it leading to? It gets that moment you're just mm. Mm. Tara 22 yeah. thank you thank you for a a, a a a really fantastic yeah i just and, and i'm i'm saying is i couldn't i couldn't think of a way audio drama way like with no narrator for like that would feel natural for like our protagonist to say like what's this amongst the money <laughs> three bullet casings but what's <laughs> this no i'm not gonna have someone pull a ross scott <laughs> <laughs> But what's this? Anyway, um, damn. Okay. You know what? Let's quit. Yeah, let's quit while we're ahead. Uh, any any plugs you want to give, Alan? Any recommendations? Uh, I do have a recommendation. Okay. Um, that recommendation is, you mentioned, you kept saying Tactile Sensation earlier. Yeah. Uh, that is the name of a, a twerp song featuring Planet Booty. Oh. And Planet Booty are like one of my fucking new favorite bands. Uh, absolutely check out Planet Booty. Uh, they have music videos for uh, the songs Naked and uh, Junk in the Trunk. Oh, fun. And they are very, very body positive, uh, very uh, LGBTQ friendly booty jams. Booty jams are good times. And uh, I've seen them live twice now. I'm sort of in love with them. Aww. Um, uh, as far as plugs go... Uh, I have two episodes of Coffee and Pie out. You can subscribe to that on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, it's on SoundCloud, too. And a third episode should be out this week. Dude. And, yeah, Coffee and Pie. That's good news for me. I, I, need, I want more Coffee and Pie in my life. You're going to get some fucking Coffee and Pie. <laughs> good. I want it. Um, quick question, Also, though. uh... Are you gonna before open? the before the end of this month, uh, I have something new coming to the Ignis Pergamentum channel, which I haven't uploaded fucking anything to in a very long time. But I, I have something fully written that I'm very happy with, and I'm recording it. And yeah, hell's yeah! All right, I'm looking. I'll, I'll be looking forward to that too. Um, please tell me that 
in this third episode of Coffee and Pie, though? You guys don't open it talking about poop. Uh, in this third episode, I very specifically uh, told everyone we are not allowed to talk about poop. Because, like, if that's becoming a trend, like, you know, I, I there's, you know, it was fine for a couple episodes. It, just... The first episode is almost entirely us talking about our bowel movements. Right. And Which was the nice second episode, was... <laughs> we, we kind of got into it, and I did my best to steer, steer us away from it. But the third episode, I was like, guys, we can't. <laughs> No poop today. In fact, I'm considering making it a feature of the podcast. Uh, our, our only current recurring feature is Let's Tweet Shaq. But it, a feature of the podcast may become every every member of the podcast has 20 seconds to describe how their poops are going. <laughs> and that's and that's all they're allowed. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Beloved feature. New beloved feature. <laughs> um. I actually have a plug. Well, not so much a plug as much as a, 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 a couple of pseudo announcements. Uh, we might be, if all goes well, I'm still waiting for to get an exact date and time, but uh, we might be, things are looking good that we will be performing at Midsummer Scream again this year in Long Beach, California. We've been performing there the last couple of years. This year is going to be a little different because it will pro- uh, the usual gang will not be able to make it as everybody from that is coming in a little later for mine and Kayla's wedding. And that's kind of takes precedence, but as well as, as well as a live stream, which is another thing we're plugging. Yes, exactly. I was getting around to that. We will be doing the, uh, after. So if you wanted to see some of that live, you could come to the midsummer scream and I'll let you know when I, when, and for, I think it's locked in, but I need to know a date and time, and I'll get that figured out. But more importantly, we have a live stream the day after Kayla and I get married, and uh, that one's sure to be a lot of fun. So we'll give you more specifics about that as we go, but keep it in your hat. Furthermore, um, that'll be I, August 10th? Yeah, August 10th. That is a Saturday. Yes? Yes. Yes? Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, for those of you who enjoy Midnight Marinara, I have, I know I've been a little bit like, I haven't done any official statements outside of this podcast about its status. Everybody knows it's on hiatus because I want to build up more material. I want to explore other projects, what I've been doing. So the time off has been really good. That said, I want to confirm now there's going to be a handful, a handful of episodes coming in October. I can confirm that there's going to be at least one new Midnight Marinara in October and maybe a couple other ones, time and energy permitting. Uh, one, I could say I'll also – is Alan, is it all right if I confirm one of them? Uh, you can confirm that one of them was written by a really fucking handsome dude. Yeah, exactly. So Ben Spiegel is writing one that <laughs> – no. Uh, Alan wrote an episode for the last season that hit some um, snags in terms of me trying to get it together. So I put it on – I put it. I basically got the files all in storage, but we're finally going to finish producing it. And uh, Alan's episode that he wrote will be in October. And uh, do you want? Should we drop the title? Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, oh, I'll do it. I wrote it. Yeah, go for uh, it. The story is entitled "The Fall Board." That was the sound of. That was not the sound of the fall board. I don't have the foley for that yet. Oh. But I will. Oh, I'll sure, get it. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get it. Yeah. Well, no. We're, we'll get it. I have. I've made the arrangements. So look forward to an Alan Cheney original on Midnight Marinara in October, and maybe a couple other ones. Um, I mentioned Ben Spiegel. He's written one that I am also look hoping to get uh, done. 
for October. That's actually pretty cool. Um, that one is still early in kind of early script stages. It's the a draft has been written, but um, I've read it. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, possibly a third. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm actually pretty excited. And uh, furthermore, the reason that the hiatus has been good because I'm still working on kind of scripting and working on other projects. Some that I might have hinted at in the last season of Midnight Marinara. So keep your ears to the ground and uh, until next week convene. No, wait, that's the wrong. Uh, that's not how we end things. We usually end things abruptly. Uh, and with and something... hey, everybody, uh, enjoy the feel of my nipples. I th- I'm sure they have been. You know, at this point, I've kind of gotten used to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty all right. Yeah, it's not so bad. Hey, hey, Alan. Yeah. Yoda. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>